This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show, episode number 13 with Eric and Danny. We are here. It is Christmas time. We are post Thanksgiving, everyone. Finally. It is officially <laughs> the Christmas season, according to people who are lazy. It is Christmas, baby. It's been Christmas, but for all of you who might be joining now, it is officially Christmas season. No more complaining to wait till after Thanksgiving. We're in it. It's happening. We're in the moment. We're in the season. Danny, how you doing today? I'm so excited. I, your energy right now is has just got me so pumped up. Like I, <laughs> I just feel this surge of of Christmas spirit just like coursing it's through time, baby. My veins. Not that it's not normally there, but I don't know. You you changed your voice. You got this like deep thing, and <laughs> you started talking about all these people who are joining us on this journey. And I mean, this is the first episode that we are recording post Thanksgiving, which means you yes. know, as far as like. The world is concerned in terms of people who celebrate Christmas. Like now it's the Christmas season. Obviously for us, the loyal listeners who've been there with us since October, you know that like the Christmas spirit always lives in our hearts. But now the rest of the world is in it. We can't deny it. It is here. The music is playing. The bells are ringing. I'm. I'm I'm lost for words right now, which is uh, which is not common (laughs) for me. But but I don't know. There's just. I should say, Danny, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was great. I paid my toll, um, and <laughs> and now we're on, you know, uh, you know, Candy Cane Lane or Santa Claus Lane or Christmas Highway or whatever you want to call it, and and we're there. But I will say, Thanksgiving was was great. Uh, I, I think, you know. It, last year, Thanksgiving, as I'm sure it was for so many people who celebrate uh, the holiday, it was sort of there was this cloud sort of over Thanksgiving that I f- yeah. feel was sort of lifted this year. Um, and we hosted this year. So, you know, we had, you know, my folks and my wife's uh, folks were here and, and her brother and my, fi- my you know, my sister and her boyfriend and my godfather. It was just we had the house full. We watched football. We ate food. It was amazing. I, I it was. I feel like it was exactly what I needed. I do love Thanksgiving. Don't get me wrong. I know we talk a lot about about. Yeah. Like, let's get to Christmas. But I truly, truly love Thanksgiving, and I think uh, that day was sort of exactly what what I needed uh, at this you know point in my life. So I'm I'm grateful for it. How was yours? I know you had a lot of your family was here. What was going on? Yeah, with you? you know I had a great Thanksgiving as well. Uh, my parents uh, flew in from Florida, which was awesome. So they were here for the week leading up to Thanksgiving. And then my brother Kyle and his wife Megan had their baby, which I think I announced uh, maybe on the last yes. episode or the episode before that. Uh, Waverly. Waverly was born. So we were so excited. She came over and they like stayed the whole day. We were, you know, we thought there was a chance that with a brand, you know, week old baby that they would only maybe come <laughs> for a little bit. But they were there all day and it was awesome. And we all got to spend time with Waverly. And, uh, you know, it was me and my wife and my kids and my parents and my brother and his wife and their kid. So it was like great, you know. And my mom was pointing out the fact that we had not all been together for Thanksgiving. You know, my nuclear family that I grew up with, me and my brother and my parents, for probably 
15, 20 years. Like we oh, my probably goodness. was when we all lived back in Chicago when we were like kids, you know? So it was a really kind of nice moment for us all to be together. And, you know, the food was great. We made a, a 18 pound bird. Um, oh my gosh. On Thursday, which was great. And, you know, stuffing and, and corn and mashed potatoes. And uh, we took a fun uh, little time lapse of our kitchen of people coming in and out of the kitchen all day, which was pretty fun. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And then we, you know, we watched the bears, uh, my bears win. But not they did not that great. It was I mean, not it was convincingly. The, it was over the Lions, <laughs> and you know, and they barely won. So that was a little uh, disheartening. Um, uh, but it was a win nonetheless. So we'll take it. Uh, and then it was great. We played. It felt so like classic Americana. We played football in the backyard after we had oh, turkey. Awesome. Um, you know, with just like a little Nerf football. It was like me and my daughter versus my dad, my brother, and my son, and we just played two-hand touch, and it was great. You know, it was like just backyard football, and it was really fun. So it wasn't um, like Wedding Crashers style? No, like nobody route, got too intense. No. Okay, <laughs> no. okay. Do you know what's really funny is, uh, speaking of that Wedding Crashers scene, my buddy Carson Elrod um, is in that scene. He's an actor. He did Peter and the Starcatcher with me on Broadway. Great actor. Okay. One of the best actors I've ever worked with. But he plays the brother He's like Bradley Cooper's little brother, who's like the one that's like really intense and is like football and crab cakes. That's what yes. Maryland does. <laughs> yes. And he told me, I was like, dude, you're so funny in that movie. And he was like, dude, that whole scene was completely improvised. We did a oh, wow. hundred takes of all different things. And he was like, it was just one time that I mentioned football and crab cakes. That's what Maryland does. And that's he's like, amazing. And then it was in the movie, but he was like, yeah, the whole scene was completely improvised. I was like, that's so cool. I love that. And I mean, um, but no, Carson, we had a, we had a Carson's great killing it though. I want to give a shout out to Carson because he was one of the co-founders of, of uh, hashtag uh, arts hero, the BNR. Yes, hero he is. Campaign. He is. Which Very is, I know, done that. a lot of great stuff over the last you know year and a half, and and really helping out the arts community and the Broadway community. So, so shout pandemic, out to, yeah. to Carson for that. Carson yeah. Elrod, very good friend of mine. Good, good dude. Um, Can I ask yeah, you so something about Thanksgiving? Yes, yes. What ended up happening with the whole couch sleeping situation debacle with your folks? Well, we did get a couch. We ended up going to IKEA because the, way to do it. the first couch uh was too big if you all will will remember uh and then we ordered a second couch that was supposed to fit and that couch didn't come in time so oh then my it gosh. was uh it said it was going to and then it didn't uh and then so it was my parents arrived on sunday of last week so on saturday we were like all right we're going to ikea because there's no couch and we actually found a couch that we really like and it was a queen which you know we thought we were only gonna be able to have a full we found a queen uh the couch does not have arms on it currently because oh. <laughs> the arms apparently won't be in america until the end of december oh my but it, gosh it's a, it looks fine for right now and it was able to pull out my parents slept on it said it was comfortable yeah. uh but here's what's funny when we got the couch in ikea um we we have a, a regular Toyota Highlander SUV, so not we don't have a big truck or anything like that. You know, we don't have a big Escalade. We have a pretty regular SUV car for our family, and right. we got this couch, and we we're like, all right, we're gonna. I guess we'll just drive it home, and um, we had to really 
finagle uh, a situation to get it home. So this is what our car looked like as we drove home. Uh, my daughter was at a, uh, a play date with some friends, so it was just me and my wife, but my son was in the car as well. Had he not been in the car, this would have been a lot easier, but he was. <laughs> so he's in a car seat, so we had his seat pushed like all the way forward, and his knees oh were gosh. basically like up on his chest. He was still in his car seat, but he was like up yeah. on his chest. The two huge boxes were stacked behind him in the back back of the car uh the mattress is like sort of freeze wrapped you know where they like suck out all the air so that was like a a tube and we had that in in between my wife's legs in the front seat but coming out of the sunroof we had to open the sunroof so that could stick out of the sunroof did you take a photo of this i do have a photo i will i will you gotta gotta send that yeah and then my wife was basically in the passenger seat but with it completely reclined so she could reach back (laughs) and hold the boxes so that they wouldn't slide out of the back of the car because i couldn't even close i couldn't close the back car the back door of the car oh my completely. gosh so it was like halfway open and ikea is in burbank we live over yeah. like near studio city so it was like a, a 30 minute drive home and Did you take you know, surface streets the i took all way? surface streets and okay. i stayed pretty much you know within um you know within like under 30 miles an hour so we made Smart. it home and and the couch is here and it looks great so yeah that reminds me of that uh jerry seinfeld bit where he like talks about when you see like a guy driving down the highway with a with a mattress on top of his car and he's like you know don't worry i got it because he's got (laughs) like if the if the rope breaks loose and this thing goes flying at 75 miles an hour oh yeah i've i got this yeah that'll that'll (laughs) Uh, stop it yeah that's hysterical we had to also we got we got our christmas tree uh our live christmas tree which was great oh my gosh and uh when we got it we were we also got that in burbank because we were over visiting my brother over there you didn't get it the same time as your couch these were no different time different trip different trip (laughs) Um, but we got the tree and then we were going over to my brother's house before we were going to go home so we were just going to like bring it to his house and keep it on the roof but my right. dad, you know, they tie it to the roof a little bit, you know. And yeah. my dad's like, I would just, like, don't go too fast. And I was like, okay. But then before <laughs> I knew it, I somehow was on the five and <laughs> the highway. <laughs> I only had to go two exits. But my dad was like, okay. what are you doing? There's a tree on the top of the car. And I was like, not get on the highway. <laughs> he was That's like, rule keep it one. slow. And I got on the highway. So, But everything was uh, fine. The, the tree survived. And it yeah. made it home. And it's it's up. We've not decorated it yet but uh it is up that's awesome you yeah. you are crushing it there's so much happening it was a busy in, week in your life right now something happened in my house on thanksgiving that that i need to to address um please do speaking of address it involves dressing yeah uh, or stuffing more specifically so my wife crushed it with the thanksgiving meal you know she made so many things she pre-preps a lot of the stuff she did the turkey she did uh the cranberry sauce she did stuffing you know she did all 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 the things mm-hmm. um but i sent eric a photo of our big like casserole dish of stuffing on on thanksgiving day and big my problem. wife puts apples in the stuffing Ugh. um and here's the thing it's not bad sure. with the the apples it's not bad don't get me wrong. I are just they, are they small? Like how big are the apple chunks? Oh, that's a great question. I I mean they're definitely smaller than like if you were having apple pie. You know, sure. I would say it's they're probably about you know three quarters of an inch. Okay, um, like they're right. they're chopped. You know, they're they're chopped up. But it but it's you know big enough that when you get a bite of it, like you taste the sweetness sure. of the apple in there. 
And, you know, the way she does it, like, it's baked enough where you're, it's not like you're eating, like, crunchy apple in, in the middle of, of stuffing. And, right. and it was fine. It was fine. It's just, you know, as Eric and I were talking, it's like, when you have a perfect dish, Don't why mess why mess with it? You know, yeah. like, in my opinion, and, and look, it's her recipe, and that's the beauty of cooking, <laughs> and that's the beauty of life, is that if you're running the kitchen, you can do it whatever way you, you want to do it. And more power to you. But if it were me making the stuffing... And this will probably never be allowed to happen because my wife's cup is filled by by baking all these sorts of things and cooking all these things and having the schedule. And she's got right. like a timeline of when everything needs to go in and and all the work that needs to get done the day before. And she's got like, you know, all the serving platters are already like mapped out on the table the Love night it. before with note cards in it that say like turkey. And so she can make sure everything fits perfectly. And, um, you know, we had a little. I won't say we'll just do a debate uh, as it were um, the day before, you know, because one of my jobs is like, well, said. bring in all the tables and get sure. everything, you know, the chairs and all the stuff. So it's ready. And so I brought in, you know, one of our folding tables and my wife immediately sort of set it where I didn't think it should go. Um, <laughs> she wanted to go for like a really wide table. Look, Ooh, the double rather wide than really... versus the long. Yes. And yeah. And I was looking at it. I was Big like, debate. wait, 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 what you want to I mean, we have a, a pretty decent sized dining room. But like when you go double wide and you have a buffet in there and you have kids toys and you have a Christmas tree, like, sure, there's not a lot of room to move around. I was like, yeah. Wait, you actually want this here? And she goes, I just need to see it. And I said, babe, <laughs> I love you so much. But long is the way to go. Long is the way to go. She goes. I understand, but I just need to see it this way first. And I was like, all right, Guess I'm walking away from this situation. Um, long story short, we ended up having the long table. Uh, <laughs> but she does such a fantastic job. She maps the whole thing out. She's got the whole day scheduled. And going back to the stuffing, if it were me, I would just double up on the sausage, yeah, frankly, yeah. Um, and eliminate the apples altogether. But it was delicious. And actually, last night, uh, I made myself you know, a couple little, like, turkey sandwiches with some stuffing sure. on there and uh it was it was delicious it was a great day um the only bummer for me this year was the packers didn't play on on thanksgiving day so i didn't i didn't get to watch my team play but yeah 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 that's all right but they'll but play I mean, they'll, they'll they'll play today they will play today <laughs> yeah and, ho- and they'll win and hopefully they'll lose um oh, okay moving on um do you know wow. what else we did actually we had what? some um uh, a few of our friends um that didn't have a place uh, to go on Thanksgiving because they were they're actually here's the the truth of it their dad the is one of the is one of, is one of the Blues Clues hosts uh, he oh, wow. played Joe uh, he was the second Blues Blues Clues host there was Steve okay. and then Joe and now there's the new guy um, and so uh, he was in the parade he was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and got to perform which was really cool oh, so my we gosh. all watched him um, but his family was here in L A and so. Uh, we had them over on Friday, and we made a second turkey, a 15-pound bird. No, wow. sorry, a 12.5-pound 12, 12. bird um, and with more stuffing and because we had almost no leftovers from our first bird. I was oh like, my this goodness. is nuts. We, you know, the 18-pounder, like, really actually got pretty eaten. And That's by the incredible. time we sent a little bit uh, of uh, leftovers home with my brother, I was like, we need another bird. So they were coming over on Friday. So we did a second Thanksgiving on Friday, second bird, second stuffing. Uh, and wow. that was really good. So now I have a, a little bit of leftovers to last me for a couple of days. I was yeah. say, but I might until, make a third bird. Until lunch. 
until lunch yeah, today. Exactly. Exactly. Eric's just going to cook up a Thanksgiving turkey every day. Every day till uh, Christmas. Wouldn't that be incredible? I feel like that would be I, don't fun. Know, I feel like that would go viral if you did that. This that would be good. a Southern California man uh, cooks <laughs> up a turkey every day from Thanksgiving until Christmas Day. Dude, I watched. Why? I w- nobody knows. <laughs> he just can't stop cooking turkey. <laughs> I watched a bunch of videos of people deep frying turkeys and them exploding, and it was terrifying, but also deeply hilarious. Have you have seen you ever any attempted of these videos? to deep fry a, a turkey? No, no. Yeah, it neither looks have I. Treacherous. It I looks, want to do it. It looks dangerous, treacherous, and I don't know that I would like how it tasted. For the first, I mean, it seems like, like they couple always seconds, get burned. And... Yeah, for the first couple seconds after you drop the turkey in, there's not much happening. But then all right. of a sudden, it's like there's chemical reaction happens in that big steel vat of grease. Yeah, and it's like, and you're like, "What? Did I just light off a rocket? Like, what's about <laughs> to happen here?" Yeah, it's I was watching uh, the. The Holderness family, which is like a yeah. YouTube family who, yeah, yeah. it turns out, we're, we're very near each other on these top charts on Apple, which is really fun. And we were sort of engaging with them a little bit the other day. Um, the, the dad, Penn, he did a, he deep fried a turkey on Thanksgiving and I was, I was watching his video. And you're right, like, I've always loved the idea of deep frying a turkey. I think, I've never tried it, frankly. And, right. I, and I feel like it would be a really fun experience. But then there was that moment where, like, I literally thought, I was going to watch all these people just get sprayed with hot grease and it was going to be a really horrible video. Um, Yeah. But have you, have you ever tried fried Turkey? I have not. So I guess I shouldn't say that I wouldn't like it. I mean, I like fried chicken. I I can't imagine I wouldn't like fried Turkey. Yeah. I I feel the same exact way. And apparently it cooks a lot faster than if you put it in the oven. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to deal with the five, six hour cook time. There was one of the videos nice. that made me laugh so hard. It was a dad, and he was, like, just about to put it in. And the wife is filming, and they're, like, kind of out on their porch. <laughs> and this little, like, four-year-old, like, kind of comes out. She's like, Daddy, what are you doing? And he's like, get inside. And she doesn't go right inside. And he's like, get inside. Get inside. Get in the house. Get in the house right now. Get in the house. And then he, like, puts it. He's like, the way oh that he gosh. progressed into full dad voice so quickly, like, zero to 60, it was it was so good. Because he was like, this is about to explode. That's incredible. That reminds me of, do you remember that Will Ferrell uh, sketch oh, yeah. that he used to do? He's like, hey, going to need you to get off the shed. Get off the be shed. pal. need you to be a pal. Get off the shed. Get, get so, off. So uh, I got, got a couple burgers ready. Um <laughs> Oh, man. oh my gosh! It's I, so I've good. talked about Will Ferrell so much on this show. You would think this was a a Will Ferrell and Disney podcast, but oh, uh, he's so great. But he's so great. He's the best. Um, so I, I did want to mention one more thing in terms of, of Thanksgiving, and it's really me calling yes. myself out. Is that you know a few episodes ago, I don't remember which one it was. I talked about how there are no Thanksgiving songs, you know, and right. it seems like every day I'm unearthing a new Thanksgiving song, or I'm remembering <laughs> a Thanksgiving song, and I'm like, oh man, I was so wrong. When I said that, and and season two, maybe we'll have a fact checker on the show sure. who can be here to tell us how horribly <laughs> call wrong. us on our mistakes, <laughs> how we're just spreading false information <laughs> to people all around the world. Uh, but I totally forgot about the the Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. That's a good one. That it's is a such good a one. Good one. I went and watched it on YouTube the other day, uh, and then I ended up posting uh, the song on on our Instagram on uh, on Thanksgiving Day because I was like, oh. 
And I was like, turkey for me, turkey <laughs> for <laughs> you. <laughs> Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. <laughs> <laughs> He's so ridiculous. Oh I love I love Adam Sandler oh, so too. much. So Do you remember like clearly, how much he was just like he was our hero when we were like yeah. in high school age. Like and all his comedy albums and like I'm coming out of the booth. I yeah, mean, exactly. I just remember like quoting like Adam Sandler stuff all the time. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore oh, were just yeah. like the greatest movies we had ever seen. Oh, he's the best. What what is a Veronica something? So Veronica hot. Vaughn. So so hot. Want to touch the honey? <laughs> honey. Oh. Sorry, we're family friendly. We, should, okay, we shouldn't we say go. such things here. Uh, but anyway, I did want to call myself out for the fact that I just really dropped the ball when I said there are no Thanksgiving songs. There are. You, they you, just you don't, found one. They just don't resonate with me the same way that, that Christmas songs do. And, sure. And that's what we ch- we'll be chatting about today. we got some more business to get to, but we will be chatting Christmas songs today, which is really fun. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, I, I do think we should give some shout outs, and I want to get to it. I was going to say sooner than later, but I realize we've already been talking for like 15 or 20 minutes at this point in time. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, but we have been just getting absolutely bombarded with messages on our Instagram page, on uh, on Apple. There have been so many people. I woke up the other day and I went to our Apple page and we had like seven new reviews uh, of our show. Wow. Um, and we also got a three-star rating from somebody out there. Three? Uh, yeah. We were a perfect 5.0. What 5. do you want from us? <laughs> What else can we do? Um, Are you not maybe they listen to an Maybe they listened to an interview episode. Maybe that's weren't, what... <laughs> weren't into that. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, but I, I've been screenshotting all of these messages we've been receiving because there have just been so many. And I created a new album on my phone just so I could organize them because we've got so many at this point. Awesome. So we're not going to be able to get to everybody today, but... I do want to make sure we recognize, you know, as many people as we possibly can. Because the last episode, I think we only did one, and that was uh, Armand's from from uh, Latvia, um, yes. which is near Germany and, yes. <laughs> and Russia and all those places. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, first person I want to shout out is uh, Sophia. This is uh, she's at Sophia dot Bronstein on Instagram. Good name. And Good Sophia name. says hi from Denmark. Denmark, uh, yay! I'm Danish, yay! Denmark. There you go. That's why I brought this one specifically yay. for Eric. Uh, it says, "I absolutely love the show, love Christmas, uh, <laughs> and the show is just making me even more excited." All the best, Sophia from Denmark, with the uh, with their flag, uh, the red flag with the uh, the white stripes. Um, Hello, Sophia from Denmark. Hi, Sophia. We are so glad that you found us. Um, here's another international listener. This is Matt. Uh, he is at Matt Stevens 5220 on Instagram. He says, thanks for all the Christmas joy. Merry Christmas from Ottawa, Canada. Hello there. That's look at, I love that you always respond with, with, with an the accent. accent. Yeah. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm I'm glad we have an him. actor on this, on this show because <laughs> otherwise I would be upsetting a lot of people just like I did all of our Irish friends. No, um, your Irish was so good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I had people from Ireland were DMing me, being like, "It's okay, we forgive you. Don't um, do it anymore. Don't, don't you be do it anymore, Danny boy. <laughs> You're not allowed to sing that song ever again." Um, anyway, uh, let's give another shout out here to Rebecca. Rebecca is at Twin Mama nine two one five on Instagram. She says, "Thank you guys for the absolutely amazing show. I love listening to you during work when it's so stressful." Listening definitely helps ease some of that stress. I love how you guys include clips of what you're referencing. Also, thank you for It's a Cow Christmas. I didn't know I needed that in my life. <laughs> yes! 
spreading Eric. the gospel of Cow Christmas around the world, soon I to went, be everywhere. I went on YouTube the other day just because I was curious to see if, if the views have gone up. <laughs> right. And they've got like another thousand views. Yes. Um, I mean, that has and, to be due to us. And there was somebody, let me see if I can find it real quick while I'm doing shout outs. Oh, here it is. Um, so when I was looking at it, I went to the comment section and one guy named Craig had said, I'm here because of the Christmas countdown podcast and I'm so happy for it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's that incredible. Me so happy. Eric, you, you have put cow Christmas on the map. I'm um, so that really, I I'm overjoyed. If nothing else happens this Christmas, this will have all been worth it to have spread the joy of cow Christmas to even a few of you. Yeah, well, not only that, you got to meet one of the yes. writers and producers of. Cow that was Christmas. amazing. So, you know, this is this has been like a banner Christmas for you. Absolutely, so far. absolutely. Um, and speaking of like putting Cal Christmas on the map, I do want to mention that uh, as of right now, we have been downloaded in 125 countries. Oh my gosh, we're Isn't that we're wild? literally almost completely worldwide. We have 70 more countries to go. I, I wish that. You know, our, our little host server would provide, well, I guess it kind of does. There's a there's a world map on here, and it shows me, like, if I scroll over a country like Greenland or Canada or uh, China, it'll show me, like, how many downloads have come from there. There's a big chunk in, in Africa that is not engaged, and it looks like some parts of, um, like, past, like, you know, southeastern Europe. Uh, we don't have any listeners okay. there. So we got... We got to do some work. We got right. to try to tap into that market, but <laughs> we're only seventy out. countries away <laughs> from world domination. Uh, How to apparently. play to those so. people so they they'll get in in on the Christmas crew? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's do a couple more uh, a couple more shout outs here. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find some of our Apple reviews. Uh, okay, this one that we and these reviews that we've received on Apple are are really, really long. Oh, <laughs> so, great. So bear with me here. Uh, this first one comes from XO Jessica Lowry, and the title of this review is Christmas Lovers Unite. She said, I am so happy I stumbled upon this podcast when searching for a way to get my holiday fix in. Christmas is my favorite season, and my family has always called me their little elf. Uh, I see more and more people are joining in celebration early to experience the joy uh, and happiness. It's so much fun to see how people celebrate this wonderful season, and I often find myself having completely, uh, where okay, it continues completely different answers for the top tens than our wonderful hosts. I truly enjoy knowing the whys, feeling the emotion, and love for the seasonal selections. I look forward to my podcast alert that a new episode has dropped. Oh, that's from Jessica. I love that. When when I was reading that one, that one really connected with me when she said, "Our wonderful hosts." That yeah. that line specifically connected with me, and I think it's because, as we've talked about on the show before, you know, Eric and I sit here. We have this love for Christmas. We're buddies. We get to chat about it, and we love sharing it. And it, you know, in the beginning, it was a little selfish in the sense because we just wanted to get together and talk about something we love. But then, yeah. it almost feels like we're hosting this like global Christmas party, yeah. and the fact that our listeners think about us. As like when she said hosts, I didn't think of it as like, oh, we're the hosts of the show. Right. I thought about it as we're the hosts of this party. We're the hosts of this community, this crew that we have formed. And now we're all a part of it together. And we just happen to be the ones who are sort of like the conduits that talk about these things. And and it's just really special to know that you all think about us that way and that you come back week in and week out to listen to this show and 
and to be a part of this and to, you know, to DM us and to leave reviews and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I want to make sure before we get too far into the season that, that I say a huge heartfelt thank you uh, to each and every one of you. Because frankly speaking, like this show has, has been really great for me. Um, you know, the last year and a half of life, as I'm sure it has been for so many people, have been challenging. You know, my industry, television, as Eric knows, has sort of been up and down and yeah. to have a, a creative outlet um, has really meant a lot, but also to just get together and talk about something that we love. Joyful and oh, positive, man. yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely means the world in that so many people are enjoying it. It really it really means a lot. I try not to get too super emotional on this show, but um, <laughs> I did want to bring that up because I was thinking about it the other day, and when, and when Jessica dropped that Our Host thing, it really sort of like recentered me and refocused me on like, oh, this is bigger than just Eric and me goofing around and, you know, cracking jokes and talking about our favorites it's there are people who are looking forward to this and that's yeah. that's really special it is it's really great and we we appreciate it so much because I, I know we have said this many a time but we really did start this with kind of zero expectation <laughs> and the <laughs> fact that you know we have you know we had an inkling that there would be people out there who really kind of just love the happiness and the joy of the season and would want to talk about it and think about it and discuss it and have fun, you know, banter about it. Uh, we thought it would be out there and it's really encouraging to both Danny and I that, that you all are enjoying it and that it seems like not only are you enjoying it, but you're enjoying it in the way that we're trying to have you enjoy it. You know, yeah. we're, 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 we want you to feel like, Oh, like a warm hug or a warm, you know, you know, cup of cocoa that just feels yeah. like, oh, this is just good and happy and easy to listen to and, and just provides joy in your life and in your ears. So thank you so much. We really, truly, truly appreciate it very much. Yeah, it's when you create something. I mean, that's it's scary to create something in general because you don't know if anybody's going to like it. And I know yeah. that can be a barrier of entry for a lot of people who have an idea, whether you're you know an artist or whatever you sort of want to put out into the world. And I think what I hope we can encourage people to do is obviously one, embrace your love for the holiday season first yes. and foremost. Um, but two, if there's something that like has been sort of like knocking at your heart or your mental door that you're like, oh, I really want to put this out into the world. I think those ideas are there for a reason. So, so do that. You yeah. know, if there's something you love and I think we're so caught up in like the numbers and the likes and the downloads and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, if what you're doing comes from a place of like purity and love, it doesn't matter how many people like it or love yep. it. It's just you putting it out into the world. And even if it's one person, not just one person, but even if one person listens to it or watches it or engages with it and connects with it, you're connecting with a human. And that's part of life. I think that's part of the human experience is to find connection. And um, anyway, I'm getting Amen. all philosophical Amen. over here. Eric, I mean, that's part of the holiday season, I think, right? Is like <laughs> I think so. Sort of thinking and recentering yourself and, you know, remembering, Reflection, yeah. you know, what, what matters to you. Um, I have so many things I want to talk about today, but I feel like, I feel like we may need to skip past some of these topics because we're already 30 minutes in at this point in time, but there is one big bit of news that I really need to address okay. this episode. Um, it, it means so much to me, <laughs> which is slightly embarrassing. And that is, um, there is a Christmas special. Our last, you know, couple episodes before. <laughs> wait, Why are you okay, laughing wait. at me? <laughs> because I do know you what think, you're about to say. Do you think you know what I'm going to say? I do know what you're going to say. But hang on. Before you do it, this is, this is what's so funny. Is that, guys, on our little rundown of what we could talk about, 
we were possibly going to talk about Black Friday and we were going to say how, you know, hey, guys, you know, make sure that you shop local and find, you know, small <laughs> stores and try to support small businesses in America. Right. And and Danny said we're going to talk about one more thing. And he chose, as opposed to saving small businesses in America, oh my gosh. he wanted oh to my announce gosh. that there's a boy band Christmas special <laughs> oh my gosh. on ABC. <laughs> Shop small. Shop small, please. It was more important to let you all know that there was a boy band Christmas coming up than to save the small businesses of America. So embarrassed right now. Maybe we need to save the boy bands too, you know? They're struggling. They're not think about groups like O Town, you know, they didn't sell as many albums as as NSYNC did, you know? Uh it's it's tough out there. Um, I mean, Nick Lachey's hosting shows, but but what about Drew and and Jeff? You know what what about those what about guys? Jeff? Like, what about Jeff? And what about um? What's the other guys? Justin, uh, Justin oh Jeffrey, my, oh my um, the base of ninety eight degrees. We gotta we gotta be thinking about these guys. You know they got the rest of their lives to live. Um, no, but I I do want to say before I skip ahead to the big news of Boy Band Christmas. Um, <laughs> Please shop small. I know we talk a lot about Amazon and other major yes. retailers on this show. Maybe this is going to lose us any chance of getting a sponsor, um, unless that sponsor is Etsy. And in that yes. case, shop small. Um, I don't know if that's their cash phrase, but it should be. Um, create something special this season. Etsy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just spitballing right now. Uh, oh gosh, so so please do shop small. I, I am a small business owner with my children's book series, so I know how much that means to me. And I know how many people during uh, the last year and a half have pivoted to new careers and if yeah. they're making soap or candles or candy or whatever it might be. Um, and those people are making great products and they're hand making it and hand packaging and hand shipping it. So when you do shop this holiday season, yes, it's easy to go to Amazon. Yes, it's easy to go to Best Buy and all those other big shop retailers and it's convenient, whatever. But just know from a small business owner's mouth in me that when those order pings come through on the computer or watch or phone or whatever it is, it puts a smile on people's faces. So please, yeah. you know, if you're going to shop, shop small. Um, or at least balance it out. I understand the convenience and you can't buy a new TV from, from like, you <laughs> from know, Etsy. Uh, Joe Smith on Etsy. Um, right. But for those items that you can or those special one of a kind items you can't get anywhere else, please do shop small. Totally. Um, but let's also talk about boy bands. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if I, I know Eric knows this news because I told him, uh, but I don't know if anybody else out there knows that on December 6th on ABC, there is going to be a boy band Christmas special. Uh, and I will, I'll, I'll post some links on our social so you all can get access to it. And this episode will come out before then. So make sure you, you set your DVRs or wherever. And it's going to feature, it's like not just like randos. Like we're talking about <laughs> members of NSYNC. We're talking Whoa. about members of NKOTB as they call themselves now. New Kids Whoa. on the Block. Uh, Boys to Men. Yes. O-Town. Uh, who else? I think... Uh, Bobby Brown is a part of it. Any Backstreet um, Boys? Uh, I don't think BSB is a part of it. I think they're Ooh, they're, they're the only acronym that is not a part of this uh, <laughs> this special. Oh, uh, New Edition. Okay. I think uh, Michael Bivens, one of the guys from yeah. uh, New Edition, who was also in Belle Biv DeVoe, um, which is which is awesome. Uh, yeah, Michael Bivens. Um, which fun mm, fact? Yeah. Did you know that Belle Biv DeVoe? Those are their like last names. Yes, I was aware of that. Yeah. Good. Okay. I just want to make sure you know. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so this is going to be on December 6th on um, 
on ABC. You've got Joey Fatone is, is a part of it. Lance Bass. Uh, let's see. Drew Lachey. Uh, Wanye from Boys to Men. Eric Estrada yes. from O-Town. I mean, this is going to be absolutely epic. So if you enjoyed boy band music or if you still enjoy boy band music like <clears throat> some people do uh you're gonna want to tune into this i i think it's awesome i think it's so fun that they're I doing this. I, I don't care how horrible it is um i just think seeing these guys get together all these years later uh is gonna be epic so are, i just had to bring do you that know up. are they gonna be singing mostly christmas songs or are they are they singing their boy band song like the songs from their bands I'm guessing it's got to be uh, Christmas songs. It's yeah. called a very boy band holiday. Okay, is, yeah, is the title yeah. okay. of it. And I because like if you look at pictures of the set, like it's all decked out for for the holidays. There's sure. a huge Christmas tree, and I think there's like moments where they're all sort of sitting around. They've all got their stockings hung sure, sure, on this sure. fireplace. Uh, it's got to be Christmas songs. I haven't seen any video clips from it. Obviously, now you know how I'm going to spend the rest of my day. Um, <laughs> Is going and digging up those those clips, but I think it's it's actually uh, one week from today. All right, uh, is that right? I think so. I might be wrong. Anyway, December sixth. Mark your yes. mark your calendars. Put it in your phone. I'll be there. We can all watch it um, together. <laughs> Dude, did you know that when I was in high school and the new Backstreet Boys album came out? I think it was it called Millennium, the one Millennium, that's like baby. Their, their big their main wow, big album. Wow, right? wow, 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 wow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think that's how that album starts. <laughs> yes. I was so excited about it, and I paid a girl who was not a great student who would ditch school all the time and just, like, didn't care about life. Uh, and I was, like, a good kid who would never ditch school. Yeah. I She was, like, it was. I think the album came out on a Tuesday, and I wanted it, like, as soon as I could have it. And this is, kids, really? this is before streaming services. So when you wanted music, you had to go to a store and purchase it. And oh my gosh! I paid her fifteen dollars plus the price of the CD to ditch school oh and go gosh. buy Millennium for me and bring it back oh to my school gosh. so that I would have it at the end of the school day. And she did it, and I loved I, it. Eric, why have you not told me until this moment that you're a fan of boy band music? You you yes. made me feel so silly for the last couple months every time I bring up boy band music, and you wouldn't even you wouldn't even let me have. Boy band songs be a part of our our top ten countdown that we're starting today for modern <laughs> Christmas songs because you're like, well, it has to be two thousands or newer. And I immediately did. I went in and I'm I'm looking. I'm like, well, crap. Uh, They're all you know, like ninety eight degrees Christmas album came out ninety nine. Yep. Uh, and BSBs I think came out in ninety six or it might have been even before that because I think it was released in Germany first. Right. And Insyncs came out in I want to say it was ninety eight as well. Uh, Hanson had one that came out in the late nineties. There's nothing that I could find in terms of boy bands that they've released Christmas music. And you were, and now I come to find out that you paid somebody to go get you a Backstreet Boys album. Where's this been for the last two months, Eric? I wanted to let you live. It was your zone. It's it, uh, okay. It was your zone. I was letting you you live in your your happy place. Hey, fun fact: there was a boy band that had the name Zone in their in their name. Did you? Oh know yeah. That? No. What was that? They were called Boy Zone. Boy Zone. Uh, that actually were they British? I don't know that answer. There were so many boy bands. Yeah, yeah. Eric. Crazy. I mean, so 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 many. Crazy times. Um, but anyway, a very boy band holiday is coming to ABC, and I hope. I hope you all will watch it because uh, it's going to be a fun little trip down memory lane. Yes, uh, you can watch sure. it fun. while you while you wrap your gifts that you bought locally and from small businesses. Yes, 
<laughs> you know, fun fact. Um, so back in the early 2000s, yes, I uh, one of my first roommates here in LA. He his name was Jackie, Jackie Salvucci from Boston. Um, he was a part of making the band and did you know pretty well on the show. Like yeah. he was down to like the final group before they formed o-town yes um and he ended up getting into a group called vi3 years ago based out of chicago um they had a song called i want to get a get a go get a um anyway uh so jackie because of uh making the band was good friends with trevor and eric from from o-town okay and so my first year living here in la uh i was in a fantasy football league with with eric and and trevor from, nice. from motown very cool. Which is a fun little, fun little fact. You just hang out with those guys. Don't hang out with them, them anymore. They oh, did not man. invite me to very boy band holiday, and I'm, I'm Darn very it. boy band disappointed. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's the big news. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> should we get to our our countdown? I think you we should get to our list. Today? Yes, we should get to our list. So what we're doing today, folks? We are doing. We already did a top ten Christmas songs list, right? Mm. Right at the beginning of. Uh, if you're just joining the podcast now, go back. I think it's our second or third episode. Um, we talked second about our and third, second and third episode of our top ten greatest Christmas songs, favorite Christmas songs of all time, right? But we were like, there's so much more great Christmas music. Let's do another list, and let's specifically target modern Christmas songs. So what we did yes. for our criteria here is we said any song that was released after the year 2000. So these could be songs that are you know old classics, but it's a modern uh, artist that is doing their version of it. It could be new songs. I think both Danny and I tried to skew a little bit towards... Um, newer songs as well, but yes. there are some that are you know classic songs that are just have a newer uh, take on them. I have to tell you, Danny, this was insanely hard for oh, me to so get hard. down to a top ten. Insanely hard. Yeah. How many? You texted me yesterday because we were supposed to record this episode yesterday. Yes. And Eric texts me. He goes, I can't record this today. Um, I had eighty-eight songs, mm -hmm. and I'm only down to forty now. I narrowed um, eighty-eight to forty, but that's here's still the thing. not ten. When you say 88 songs, because I was talking to my wife about this last night. I was like, how did he have 88 songs? <laughs> like, I mean, I had, a, I had a decent list, and it was hard for me to narrow it down. Mm -hmm. But I was like, did he just put like start with the whole Michael Bublé album and the whole no, the, listen, Kelly Clarkson album or whatever? How did you no, get 88? No, and that's 88 songs with only – out of those 88, I bet that only – 10 of them are like double songs from an artist wow. you know like i think megan trainer i had like two songs from megan trainer almost right. all of those 88 are all separate artists separate songs and i didn't oh even gosh. go into uh, here's i'll tell you this as a little uh, spoiler i don't have a michael buble song on my list which is insane what? i know i know because we, you know, the classic Michael Bublé albums have come out post 2000. They should 100% be on my list. I yeah. did not include them almost as a like, that's a given, you know, that Ooh. I love the Michael Bublé stuff. And I didn't include them because I, what I was hoping to do is to sort of like highlight some lesser known songs so some okay. people can be, you know, exposed. But uh, so as, as a blanket statement before going into this, Buble, you're the greatest. You're the king. <laughs> Go listen to all of the Michael Buble Christmas albums. They are top notch. Great music. Great bands. He's spectacular. So that goes without saying. Don't come at me, Buble fanatics. 
I love Michael Bublé. He's a hero of mine, but he's yeah. not on my list because I was trying to go. I was trying to shop local, if you will. I Ooh. was trying to go small business as a metaphor for my list here. So that's that's where we're at. Um, I appreciate that. I can I I want to say one thing about yes. this this list, um, and I know we're going to find ourselves in a two hour episode before we know it. Um, <laughs> is I'm so glad that that we're doing this because I have to admit that I think I have hated on modern Christmas music for a long time. Um, okay, I've been a huge fan of of the classics, you know, yeah. like the heyday of you know Christmas music in the 40s and 50s sure. and 60s, and I think in my mind I've thought for so long like. There'll never be another, you know, have yourself a merry little Christmas. There'll right. never be a, you know, in white Christmas or whatever these sort of like standards are that now everybody has recorded. Right. And what I've realized over the last, you know, week or so as we've been working on these lists is that I like a lot more modern Christmas music than than I thought that I did. Yeah. And and had you not brought up this topic, this theme, I don't think I would have discovered this at all and and furthermore i think what it's reminded me of is that some of these songs that were written back in you know whatever it was 30s 40s 50s whenever they were written they are so timeless and it's fun to hear how modern day artists put their their twist on these, yeah. these classics and i think that's one of the things i love the most about christmas music is that it you know so often like someone might do a cover of a beatles song or whatever and you're like yeah it wasn't nearly as good as the right. Beatles, you know um, but some of these classic Christmas songs, like when you put a modern day voice or a modern day arranger on these songs, um, they, they really just breathe new life and it doesn't yeah. take away from the original recording. Um, it just makes you hear it and experience it in a new way. So yeah. I'm really stoked that we're doing this. Um, I ended up having a lot more honorable mentions than I thought I was going to. <laughs> I thought I was maybe going to struggle to put a list together much like I did with our TV specials, but mm -hmm. The struggle for me has been narrowing it down to 10. Yeah. Uh, and then within that 10, where to sort of situate everything. So yes. I, all that being said, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. I hope our listeners are excited as well. And um, I'm ready to get started. Yes. Everybody get out your pencils because we're going to tell yes. you about some great, great tunes here. Here's the other thing that I will say right get off your the bat that, that we should do. Yeah. Eric. What? People Wait, don't write who? in pencil anymore? My list is in pencil. Are, oh, my gosh. Eric's Eric just showed me a piece of notebook paper with a with pencil writing on it. Oh my gosh, it's two sided. You are so old school. It's two sided. That's amazing. I have I, to write things on actual I need to like actually put pen or pencil to paper. That's like oh how I compute gosh. things. Yeah. I love that you do you do that with lines when you're like you know trying to memorize um, lines? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wrote everything, uh, and by wrote, I mean I typed everything into my phone, which then beamed to my desktop and my laptop so I can yeah. have it wherever I no, need I'm it. No, I'm like, you know. I'm old school. I'm analog. Every single list that we've done, I've done, I've written out. Are you, how am I now just learning this? <laughs> this explains why when I invite you to, like, share my notes document on Apple. I don't respond you never, to anything. You, yeah. you don't respond and you don't put in your list. Because it's on paper. I'm looking at it. Oh, my gosh. I love Hilarious. this so much. Um, you are okay, so old here's school. What, now, let me tell you this also before we start. So my list, um, I, I did narrow it down to a top 10, but I took my list of 88, and I got it down to 40. And then out wow. of that 40, I narrowed it down to 10 for my top 10 with 21 honorable mentions. Oh, my so gosh. I will occasionally, with each 
of my selections, I'll be throwing an honorable mention or two in there so you can uh, <laughs> Are you hear really going to do that? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, oh, I, I mean, I guess that's only fair because I really, really bent the rules on our TV yes, exactly. you know, specials and shows. So exactly. Um, I feel and like then, that's a fair exchange. The other thing I was going to say is we will – I promise you this. We will do this. Uh, I, I believe that it is relatively easy to – you know, I have all of these in a playlist on Spotify, mm-hmm. and I think I can share that link. So we will share that. So um, yeah. we will have shared it when this episode drops, so you should be able to – possibly find it and even listen along uh with us uh as we go through this um and we'll put danny's list on there as well but um here we go thanks let's start the list (laughs) top 10 favorite modern christmas songs post the year 2000 number 10 for me this is a fun one i'm going white christmas but check this out there is you may or may not be aware of this if you are not i'm about to highly upgrade your life i want you to go into either spotify or apple or whatever and i want you to type in christmas lo-fi l-o-f-i the idea of it is christmas music that has that sort of scratchy record feeling that's what that lo-fi sound is so i do it on spotify there is specifically the playlist that i love is if you want to type in piano fruits music piano Christmas. fruits piano is that the fruits. name of the artist it's uh, it's not even really an artist i think it's more like a person that's like making playlists but they have they have a bunch of playlists on spotify but if you search piano fruits music christmas um this this particular track that i'm listing here i just chose white christmas lo-fi by rookie and it's spelled r-o-o-k number one e um and wow. It, the idea of this is they, there are so many of these great playlists. It is the best to put on in your house, on Alexa or whatever, when you're just like in, you know, you're cleaning, you're doing stuff, you have company, put on Christmas lo-fi music. And it basically is, some are actual Christmas, you know, songs that you know, some are just kind of the sound of Christmas, but they all have that kind of scratchy feel of like the record like going and sometimes the record gets a little wobbly it just has such a cool (laughs) retro feel um so that's number 10 for me is in general christmas lo-fi music and i i chose specifically white christmas some of the playlists have kind of like a hip-hop beat to them so it's like this really cool genre of music that i was kind of unaware of um that is Oddly, there's something about the hip-hop beat that is sort of happening throughout these long playlists that keep you, like, focused moving forward and not wanting to fall asleep. So it's great, like, Mm. studying or if you're working. My wife loves to have it on. Like, it just has enough forward momentum to keep you, like, focused on what you're doing, but then also kind of a cozy feel that feels very at home. So, yeah, I I love these lo-fi playlists, and, and the Christmas ones in particular are spectacular. Yeah, that was that was sort of reminding me. I totally forgotten about this, but when I was producing Extreme Makeover Home Edition, uh, one of the the people who worked on my team, uh, she was in my office with me, and when we'd be in the afternoon, like you know, really needing to focus on stuff, she yep. would play this playlist called Lo-Fi Study Beats. Yep, uh, was the name of it. Like, I, and I remember one day I was like, "What is that music you're playing?" Because it's so great. She goes, "Oh, it's called Lo-Fi Study Beats." I said put that on because yeah. like you said it there's something about the energy of it that you feel focused um but like you're not so like 
it's not so distracting that you get right. lost in it. And it just sort of like there's this frequency about that music that I don't know keeps like you said moving forward. I think is the it's best really way good. To, yeah, to describe it. And you've what you've revealed with your first song is that I think you are going to absolutely blow me away with the insightfulness no. about no. your your songs again uh, this time. <laughs> Wait, maybe should I? Maybe I should start writing things on paper. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me this. Maybe that's what, the secret. And this is an honest question. Because I have all these honorable mentions, do you want me to save them all for the end and just list them, or should I throw oh a gosh. few in after each of my my numbers? Uh, oof, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe do it at the end, or maybe right. we post it as like uh, something on our Instagram. Um, sure. Where people can go and they can, you know, they could screenshot it so that way they can actually have it. Sure. If they want to maybe, and then we can add it. Maybe we just add it to the Spotify playlist. Yes, it'll it'll be on the playlists. it'll be on the. I was thinking I would post my whole eighty-eight song. Uh, oh my gosh! Um, playlist that I had of you know all of my top eighty-eight. So basically, if you're just listening, if you're looking for a way to like have a music to listen to from like this moment until Christmas Day, <laughs> Eric's got enough songs. To, I got enough to songs you there. for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, number ten for me. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't have nearly as like a, a deep uh, sort of connection to this song. Um, but you like frankly, it. this artist? I do like it a lot, and I was listening to it again this morning, and I was legitimately as I was getting ready to come here and record with Eric, I was like jumping around my bedroom with my daughter, and she was like, "Play it again!" Like it's just such a feel-good song. It's by an artist that. Frankly, if you ask me to name another song by this artist, I know she's very famous, and I know there's a lot of people who love her. I don't know if I could name another song by this artist. Um, but the artist is Sia. Yes. And the song is Candy Cane Lane. Oh, good one. Um, good one. There's something so, like, boppy and fun and I don't and silly about it. Like, I, I don't even know if I know more than half of the lyrics to the song. The lyrics to the song could just be, Take a trip down Candy Cane Lane with me. Like, that could be the lyrics of the song, and I would believe you, because oh I don't know what she's saying other than, like, Candy Cane Lane and orange and blue and purple and gold, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. All I Wait, know is can that I tell this... you a quick, tiny little side note? There's a Please. great video on YouTube that you should all go check out about an Italian singer... Back in the 60s, I don't know what his name is, but if you search Italian singer American song, maybe you'll find it. This guy okay. who was like an Italian singer was convinced that Italians, like people in Italy, would buy anything that sounded American. And this was back in the 60s. And so he made a song that was gibberish, but it sounded like it sounded American. And it was it sounded similar <laughs> to what you just did, Danny, of just like Is his name is his name Adriano Salentano? That and sounds the song is familiar. Pressin Colinisanamuk Siosol. That sounds familiar, yeah. It, is this video him like with a looks like a suit and tie and there's like in this big audience full yes. of people with like jewel tone shirts? Yes, yeah. I know that C is saying some real words in there. <laughs> I think they're all real words. I don't know. Maybe I should maybe I should look up uh the, the song 
real quick. Take a trip down Candy Cane Lane with me. It's the cutest thing I swear you'll ever see. I think I could be wrong about this. There's a new Apple commercial about a girl who like makes a snowman and then her brother like knocks it over and so she remakes him and puts him in the freezer and keeps him all year until the next Christmas. Uh, yeah. And I think that they might use this song in that ad. Um, but yeah, Snowman by Sia. Great, great tune. Uh, definitely falls into that modern, you know, Christmas classic, a uh, newer song, but already feels like uh, the season. I, I love when I hear it on the radio. And uh, if you were unaware, the the whole Sia Christmas album is really great. Um, but we just gave you two awesome ones. Uh, so that was my number nine. Danny, what do you have at number nine? Number nine, lucky number nine, is, as I like to say, is, is a song by an artist that I, I don't know how many people know of this artist. He's... Is this why are you making that face? I love Is this song this on your artist. list. No, it's not on oh, my okay, list, okay. but I love this artist. Okay. So, this artist I first got introduced to, I think back in 2004 ish. Uh, and the artist's name is Amos Lee. Um, yes. And if you know him, you know that like his voice and his style is just so incredibly unique. There's. There's just this soothing nature to his songs, but he also has like some really gritty songs as well on some of his his albums. His his story's really cool because he was a I think he was a substitute teacher or a teacher in Philadelphia um, when he got his recording contract. And you know I think he signed with Blue Note. I think was I don't know if he's still with Blue Note, but that's you know who yeah. he signed with originally. And and you've probably heard his one of his songs on. It was really famous. It was on a commercial. It's called Sweet Pea. Sweet pea apple of my, don't know where, don't know why. So that was on, I think, some cell phone commercial, yeah. like a Verizon or T-Mobile commercial or something years ago. And so you've probably heard Amos Lee, but you don't know Amos Lee. But if you know Amos Lee, you're, he's one of those artists that you once you discover him, yeah. anytime he drops a new album, anytime he's in your city on tour, you you make a point of, of going and seeing him. I've seen him a couple times uh, here in L.A. My wife and I went and saw him a few years ago down in Hollywood, and it was just... He puts on an incredible show. He's such a mellow guy. He was just hanging out in the lobby after <laughs> the show, just like That's awesome. in a flannel shirt, just talking with people. And yeah. he signed my album and you know got a picture with him. But um, so when I was putting together this modern Christmas list, you know, I started I wanted to go beyond just what I was hearing on the radio. Sure. And I was like, are there artists that I've really loved over the years that maybe have recorded not a Christmas album, but maybe just a song yeah. that I've never heard. And so I looked up Amos Lee Christmas music, and I came across this song, and it's called The Holiday Song. It's not a, it's not a long song. It's not like a super complex song. To me, it almost feels like it's a modern-day version of uh, you know, Happy Christmas War is Over by, by John Lennon yeah. uh, and, and Yoko Ono. Um, it was a it was a song he wrote for the dual tone uh, Christmas compilation album back in uh, 2019. He's on that album with um, the Lumineers and a bunch of other, you know, uh, Langhorn Slim and a bunch of other artists that maybe have like a very specific following kind of folk um, rock, to that yeah. style of music. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Amos Lee, this this song, it's um, it might be the first sad Christmas song or sad yes. sounding Christmas Welcome, song I've Danny. ever. Welcome. I know. It's just, um, for me, I was listening to it the other day and one, anything Amos Lee puts out, I love, but two, the, the, the notion of the song and, and what he sort of sings about. Um, and I'll, I'll share, uh, some of the, some of the lyrics with you guys real quick, just so you're sort of aware of like the style and tone and, and feel is that it, it starts out with, Alone, my peace will start with me. I want it for my family and for all humanity. Alone, my peace will start with me. 
Um, then he goes on to say, I pray this time most every year for greed and uh, hunger disappear and for no child live in fear. I pray this uh, most every I pray this time most every year. Awesome. Um, and it's basically about, you know, and he goes on to just say, like, Christmas is happening and snow is falling all around the world, you know, from the White House to the ghettos, you know. Yeah. Um, and this notion that, like, Christmas happens everywhere and it is something that we that can unite us. But more than that, like. This idea of world peace and this idea of like us all living in harmony, it starts with us, right? And 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 we can we can have it because we have more in common than than uncommon, right? Uh, you know, or differences between each other. So anyway, I I'm, I did not know of this song until probably three days ago, and I'm so glad that we did this episode because it it made me discover it. And his music is so soothing I, and his oh, yeah. voice like when he goes into his like falsetto it's just so effortless and beautiful yeah. but also the notion of this song and i think it really connects to what you know for so many like what christmas is is about is like it's sort of slowing down like that's what i love about the song is like the song doesn't rush yeah it just takes its time to tell this story of like what he experiences this time of year and it, and it really connected with me. And I think it's very similar to how I feel, Yeah, especially like right now, like in, in my life is like knowing that peace starts with me, mm -hmm. like doing the work on myself and focusing on like what matters to me and what I need to let go. And I think that's what we sort of do in the Christmas season is sort of looking back on the year and go, okay, what do I, what, what matters to me now? What have I learned? What does it matter yeah. to me? And what have I learned and what do I let go of and what do I move forward with and who am I yeah. moving forward? And that's what that song made me feel so i'm you know again grateful that you brought up this this theme because it i wouldn't have known that song yeah. otherwise i love that you know i i also found aimlessly back in probably 2000 and geez four or five something like that yeah uh i remember i went to the the tower records on 72nd street uh in new york um, oh, wow. when there used to be a tower records there and they used to have <laughs> listening stations you know where they'd have like the top 25 or 30 new album releases and they had little headphones and you could go up and listen to like the new CDs that were out. And yeah. me and my wife were at tower one day when we had just moved to the city and, you know, killing time during the day. And, <laughs> uh, and we listened to Amos Lee's, uh, you know, um, debut album and we were like, Oh my gosh, we both loved it. And then he like was performing like the next week at that tower. And so we got tickets. Oh and my saw gosh. And, yeah. And met him, you know, briefly for a second. And he was, as you said, just super sweet, such a cool guy. Definitely check yeah. out Amos Lee, A-M-O-S. L-E-E, -E, Amos Lee. Uh, he's so, yeah. so great. Great choice. Arms of a great Woman. Choice. Arms of a Woman is like one oh, of my great song. favorite songs of all time. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. good. Love oh, that. This is um, fun. I love that. Okay, so we're to number eight. Uh, for me, this is uh, this is where I start to bend the rules just a little bit. I'm, I'm selecting <laughs> I'm selecting one song, but I'm giving you... Is this you, a boy band song? No, it's not. But I'm giving you two <laughs> bonus songs by the same artist uh, of this uh, okay. because uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't really completely narrow it down. Uh, so the song I'm going with, this may be shocking. This may not sound like a... When you hear it, you're going to be like, whoa, Eric, okay. Um, okay. Uh, the artist is Megan Trainer, who is so oh, fun. Right. She's such a great pop artist. She has her sort of most famous song is "It's All About the Bass, About the Bass, No Trouble." I'm all about oh, yeah. that bass, right? That was sort of her big um, introduction to the pop music world. Um, but she makes very kind of retro, retro-y sounding pop music already, which is awesome. So she right. falls into the Christmas space 
very easily and, and her music kind of translates really well. Um, the two bonus songs I'll give you that you should check out by her are My Only Wish, uh, which you may have heard on the radio, and a song called I'll Be Home, which are both by her. Uh, I'll Be Home is a little bit more of a, a sadder, you know, kind of uh, more uh, ballady type song. Both of those are really good, My Only Wish and I'll Be Home. But the song I'm selecting for my number eight slot in this list is I Believe in Santa. Now, this song mm. is intense. This is like a dance song. This is like, this is no sad <laughs> Christmas. This is like getting the club kind of Christmas. So this is We're a good one. a new side of Eric here this today. This is he a new side. Of- dance. He likes to let it loose and drop it like it's in hot the club, in the club. You know, it's so good. And she says like how I look good in ugly sweaters. I gained 15 yes. pounds a season. I just thought it's so funny and also great. And I love the sentiment of the song, but in that kind of beat that really feels like a Christina Aguilera yes. song from like 1999. Um, so yeah, I believe in Santa by Megan, by Megan trainer, uh, number eight on my list. But that, again, that whole album is great, but I, uh, that's the one that I, I went with. That's, Oh my gosh. I mean, she writes incredible songs cause yeah. didn't she originally, cause she wrote songs like that's what she did before she became a Correct. recording artist. And she wrote, um, all about that bass, and it was pitched to what, like Kelly Clarkson, and I think, I think a, so. a few other big female artists at the time, and and they all passed, and so then she just recorded it, um, and then obviously became a smash hit, yeah. and you know clearly it's it's worked out pretty darn well, yeah, yeah, for Megan Trainer. That her just her stuff is so incredibly catchy. I was listening to some of her Christmas stuff the other day, and I was like, ah. I wish I had space on my list to include <laughs> something from her, but but I I didn't need to because you did. I did. Um, I got it covered. I just I want I picture you in like your living room <laughs> with that song just bumping, and you're like hanging up garland, and you're like shaking your hips. A lot back and of forth, shoulder and like, shimmying. And, yeah, and your wife just like walks by the room and looks in and just sort of does an eye roll and goes, "Oh my gosh, uh, that um, tracks. That's about right." Yeah. At least that's what I know my wife would do to me because <laughs> uh, that happened earlier today uh, when I was listening to one of the songs on, on my list. Uh, that's so great. Love Megan Trainer. Uh, yes. Great selection. Okay. So number eight for me, uh, this just in, I just made a switch when we were in the middle Ooh. of. Yeah. I love I, it. Because I, you know, like you, I had sort of like my honorable mentions and yeah. I've been staring at them and then looking at my list and going, oh. I want all these songs to be in there and they just can't all be in there. And, um, and then I realized I was like, I love this group so much. Uh, I've talked about them before. I had a a song from them on like my top 10, just Christmas songs list. Sure. And I love acapella music. And when acapella music is done right, it just feels so good. And this group does it so right. And that group is pentatonics. And the song that I'm including uh, from them, because there's so many to select, but I don't want to repeat uh, so I'm going with Up on the Housetop by mm. Pentatonix. It's like it it's just got these incredible harmonies at the top. It's got a driving rhythm. It's from their uh, their album that's just called uh, A Pentatonix Christmas, which came out back in, in 2016, um, which I think was a follow up to the album that they had released the year before, I want to say. Um, I could have it backwards. I know they've done they're just crushing it in, in the Christmas music yeah. game. Um, but. It's just like there's incredible harmonies and they like break it down with like, we're talking about Dasher, Dancer, Prince of Fixing. I don't know. Like, first of all, I love that song. And as yeah. I was listening to it, it's like sort of brought back a memory for me of being in junior high. Um, and I was in a band uh, in, in junior high and uh-huh. I played, I played uh, tenor sax 
um, when I was in, in junior high. Have Started we not alto. talked about that I also played saxophone, Danny? We have. And, uh, oh, we have talked I about think, okay. I think maybe that needs to happen like in our finale episode. Yes, <laughs> Both yes. Of us just we'll break out our horns. Because <laughs> at that point, we won't be worried about losing, losing any Right, listeners. right, right. Um, but I played sax and I think it was our, you know, cause when you're like in band or choir and, you know, junior high or high school, you always do like holiday concerts. Right. Yeah. And so I think I was an intermediate band and we played, uh, we played up on the housetop was like mm-hmm. one of our songs. And I just remember like sitting in the gymnasium with my, like being so nervous in my white button down shirt and my black, <laughs> black like holiday tie or whatever. Yeah. And being like, this is my time to shine. Um, you know, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's like so basic oh, and like the percussion it, section yeah. is behind you they're like one kid's on jingle bells yeah exactly and he's like okay this is my um anyway i i love that song i feel like up on the housetop is a song that we don't think of very often when we think of christmas music i know we do it at the christmas sing-along at my church um but i love it and i think pentatonics breathes some really like great new life um into this song it's catchy it's fun it's energetic you're making trainer selection inspired me to go with something more peppy here at my number eight so that's a I good mean, one i love that everybody gets a chance to sing on it uh yeah. the beatbox is just absolutely so good crushing it their bass they section break it yeah. down with that dasher dancer prancer vixen and uh you know mitch's voice is like ridiculously high and yeah um it's just it's so good like that song is a song that could easily last only like 45 seconds right and you're like okay i got it up on the housetop but somehow they make that really basic song they add so many layers really cool arrangement yeah. yeah it's really well done we should talk about something did you know yeah that technically it is donder not donner are you aware of this in the Wait list of uh santa's reindeer it is because we were talking about this me and my wife the other day because somebody was like naming the reindeer and they were like donder and I was like, it's not Donner? Every, I think most Ooh. people say Donner, but I think technically it is Donder. There's a D in the middle Hold there. on. Hold on. What are you seeing? So, yeah, you know me. I like to, I like to dig. Fact I like check. To go, yeah, I like to look into things. Um, but also, you know, I'm not an attorney and I'm not a historian. <laughs> so, you know, I'll caveat all this with I'm just looking at the first article that pops up on Google. Um <laughs> There is an, an article on Syracuse.com, mm-hmm. and it, it's titled Reindeer Names, the Story Behind All of Santa's Reindeer. So I'm looking up specifically, apparently the names originally in the original... Uh, is it from the original poem? So it's, there was a poem it in 1823. Uh, this is from a visit... Uh, let's see here. There's a lot to read. Okay. So there's a poem called, it was an 1823 poem called a visit from St. Nicholas. Okay. Uh, first introduced the concept of the modern day Santa and his reindeer. Today, the poem is better known as "Twas the night before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it originally appeared anonymously in the Troy Sentinel, a daily paper in Troy, New York. That's a town near Albany. Uh, it referred to a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. And then a visit became the basis for much of modern Christmas lore and its details about St. Nick and his reindeer will go on to be the subjects of countless songs and literary works. So in the original 1823 poem, uh, Donner and Blitzen were called Dunder and Blixem. Mm. Uh, And then it was changed in subsequent years to be Donner and Blitzen, D-O-N-N-E-R. Right. But apparently... uh, 
this this poem was reprinted it looks like in 1844 and the names were altered to Donder and Blitzen but then eventually it became Donner and Blitzen interesting what Very a what a history what a history isn't it I love so that. apparently if you call it Dunder or Donder or Donner all work you are right I, <laughs> our Blixem apparently works Blixem. as well I like that now now I want to call uh, like I want to call Dunder Mifflin like Dunder Blixen or something like that. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I feel like there's like an office joke in there's, there. There's something that I in just there. Totally, yeah. totally missed. I'm not going to attempt to redeem myself. But no, I think that was a good. fun little factoid. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Thank all you. right. Moving right along here and also looking at our time, just giving you all a heads up. We're going to end this list at number six because clearly <laughs> yes. we've been talking so much uh, and having a great time. So this will be a two part list, uh, which always seems to end up happening to us because we yep. like to chat so much. But number <laughs> seven on my list of top modern uh, Christmas songs. I'm, I'm breaking the rules again. I'm doing the same song, but two different versions uh, because both are equally spectacular in my opinion and so i couldn't choose between the two so it's the same song so you just can listen to it two separate ways the song is everybody's waiting for the man with the bag which is a great kind of um you know uh jazzy song about uh santa coming and everybody's waiting the two versions one is darren chris and adam lambert darren chris of fame uh, and obviously does a, a Broadway and, and a lot of his own music. Uh, Adam Lambert of American Idol fame and now uh, his own pop uh, career and being the essentially the lead singer of Queen now. Um, yes. There's a great documentary about Queen and Adam Lambert on, I believe it's on Netflix, that sort of chronicles his joining uh, of Queen after obviously – uh, many years of Freddie Mercury being passed and, and how Queen really embra- embraced him as their new lead singer and great thing. Anyways, um, so yeah. Darren Chris and Adam Lambert, this is off Darren Chris's uh, most recent Christmas album. Uh, and then the second version is by Jesse J. If you don't know Jesse J, get ready. She's so Jessie good. Jesse J is one of the most talented singers I've ever heard. She's a British cat. Um, she is so stinkingly good at singing. Um, so check out all of Jesse J's stuff. She had that song, uh, Price Tag. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't about the money, money, money. Uh, that song is so freaking catchy. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. so good. She, They're both. She dated uh, Channing Tatum for a little while. She too. did for a little while, yeah. But both yeah. those versions are really big and big bandy and, and jazzy and just I love the arrangements. They're very. It's a very similar arrangement, but... Uh, both of those versions, great song. Everybody's waiting for the man, the man with the bag. Darren, Chris, and Adam Lambert, and Jesse J. That's what I had at number seven. I loved uh, Darren, Chris, and Adam Lambert just like casually talking with each other. Yes. The, it's so theatrical. It's like, hey, what's hey, going on? How's it going? On, we just ran into hey, each other in the recording studio. We just have to be here in the studio, studio here <laughs> yeah. together. Uh, guess we should put on these headphones and sing a little song totally, while we're here. Totally. Huh? You know, I think my uh, number was... one song begins in almost the exact same way, but we'll have to wait. And, Does it really? Yeah. yeah. With two, Did you know that Jesse J, Speaking of musical theater, Jessie J began her career on stage when she was 11 with a role in a West End musical called Whistle Down the Wind. I was unaware of that. That's awesome. I have seen her sing uh, some stuff from Wicked, and she crushes mm. it. Yeah. she. If she came to Broadway in a show, I would 100% oh, yeah. be there. Done and done. She's Maybe great. you could star opposite her. That would be great. In a rock musical. A rock yeah, comedy musical. That would be as awesome. It were. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> just getting warmed um, up. Just getting warmed up. I, is that the title track? To yep, that's that the title. Or? The title track is just getting warmed up. Um, <laughs> I, I almost went into a Ooh. dear, dear. Uh, what was the thing that when Danny and I first met was on a podcast? <laughs> we talked about this uh, for Playbill, and we it was uh, a comedy episode, and we, me and uh, Jen Lyon, and um, oh goodness, what's his name? I can't remember. Will his Roland. Name. Will Roland from uh, Dear Evan Hansen. We like all <laughs> improvised talking about this made up musical called Dear School of Claws. And it was uh, very wacky and very fun. But I almost I it almost was, went down that rabbit hole again. And, and <laughs> it was an epic musical. And the reason we called it Dear School of Claws was because Will was in Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. And then Eric was in School of Rock. Yes. And Jen is on the show Claws. Yes. Um, so we thought we found that to be very creative. It to was make very you funny. All, yes. One word at a time, make up a musical called Dear School of Claws. Yes. Um, but anyway, without that show and without that moment, we wouldn't be here today. So shout out to the Broadway cast. Yes. Which is coming back very, very soon. Ooh, with I heart. Exciting. I'm thrilled about that. Um, so, uh, moving right along to number seven for me, uh, I'm glad that I'm representing for this artist on this top 10 modern list, because as Eric spoiled earlier, he is not. Uh, and that artist is Michael Bublé. Give it up for boobs. that song is... Give it up for the boobs. Wait, no, that uh, sounded really whoa, wrong. Wait, wait, wait. wait, scratch that from oh the record. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How did that just happen and neither one of us caught it? <laughs> I didn't oh, mean it that way. We just, Chris missed that so bad. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if we can include that in our thing, I feel like we have so to. Funny. We have to because it's, it, it is coming from a very genuine place. It really was. About Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Give it up for that. Bublé. There we go. Bublé. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That needs to <laughs> be in the show. Okay. So I, I will say that when, when Michael Bublé first came on the scene, I didn't want to like him. Uh, I didn't want to like him. Sure. Because to me, it was like, I'm so loyal to Frank Sinatra. I'm so loyal to Dean Martin. I felt the same I'm way. I'm so loyal to Sammy Davis Jr. And, you know, uh, Bing Crosby. And even Tony Bennett for me is sort of sure. hard sometimes because I feel like he sort of came a little bit after the guys and it was their genre. And he's sure. just sort of singing all the songs that they've made popular. Um, and that's how I kind of felt about Michael Bublé in the beginning. I was like, oh, just this young good-looking guy who from canada is going to sing all these songs that i right. love so much by sinatra and everybody but then he's really he's really grown on me i think he's a really funny guy yeah um you know his tiktok is is hysterical uh and and the song that i'm gonna you know include from him because i feel like there's a lot that i could have included uh but the song i want to include is it's beginning to look a lot like christmas um and i don't even know if that song was originally included by anybody on our original top 10 songs list. I have to I even don't think go it back is. and, and look, uh, and my technology, you know, I don't have a piece of paper like Eric that I could just whip out. Um, <laughs> it was not, it was not on my list. I'm no. looking at yours. Uh, I don't think it was. I only have one song from you. It was when my heart finds Christmas. Uh, no, it was not on our list. So, it was it was an honorable mention from me sure. by Bing Crosby because I just I absolutely love it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I love the the opening of of his rendition the da na 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 like the strings sort of come in mm -hmm. anything that has like strings in it just transports me. Uh, yeah. I absolutely 
love it. I think his performance on it is it's beautiful. It like does the like kind of descending notes right, and then there's the pause, and you know that he's like just got a smile on his face, just waiting to go. It's beginning to look like it just <laughs> you can just feel the anticipation yes. in his voice and because especially knowing how he's sort of become the you know the king of Christmas and modern Christmas music is it's just so delightful how he does that and you're yeah. right he just paints such a great picture and it's such a wonderful wonderful song and that whole album all of his albums are so great but yeah great choice great choice what i love is i love lines like when lyricists write something like take a look at the five and ten like rather than saying five and done sure yeah um like i love when people take like certain words you know language certain parts of lexicon and then they shift it to make it work within the framework of the song because the next line is it's glistening once again right so like you ha you can't say five and dime glistening once again yeah um i love that but i also love the the end of that song as i was listening back to it really really got me when you know you talk about it's beginning to look a lot like christmas toys in every store but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door yeah um like the idea of bringing it back to home and bringing it back to like you know when you come home at the end of the day and you you see your house decorated for christmas and maybe you see through the front window like your kids looking at you driving into the driveway and just like the idea that the home is really what it's all about and, and sharing that space and recognizing you know how beautiful it is that you get to share it with whoever you share it with whether it's yeah. just your dog or your cat or your spouse or whatever it is um i don't know I, I just that line like really really gets me and i think as i get older and have kids like the idea of like that representation of the holly that is on my front door though i don't have holly it just i picture my house and i picture my family yeah. that i am so fortunate to come home to so totally anyway i love it and i love buble's version great choice Representing for Buble, uh, which is important, is very important for this list because yeah. we're talking post. I'm sure, he needs it this he time. Does. Of year. He does. He really he needs gets more no exposure at Christmas time, and it's up to us <laughs> to save him, like we saved Cal Christmas. Um, right. Okay, we did. <laughs> okay, going uh, to number six. So this is going to be the last selection for me uh, for this episode, but you'll get the rest of the list um, uh, on the next episode. But number six, this is a fun one. So. I'm choosing the song is uh, "Baby It's Cold Outside." Now okay. let's talk about this song. There's there's a lot of hubbub about "Baby It's Cold Outside" a lot because of uh, let's be honest. If we really look at what the lyrics are saying, it is definitely antiquated, and it is definitely has a sense of uh, you know possibly uh, a completely not or, or a not completely consensual situation right mm. and so that's why a lot of people say oh you can't listen to that song anymore or you can't play that song anymore or you can't play the classic versions and you know I, I don't I'm not going to weigh in on that because I think that you should be able to sort of take things out of context and figure out where they were in time but that being said I do appreciate that a lot of artists have rewritten the lyrics to this great tune mm. uh, with a, a more modern spin. There is a version uh, by John Legend with Kelly Clarkson that rewrote some of the lyrics. The version I'm right. going to give you is a lesser known version because it's by two relatively unknown uh, singers. But uh, I, I know it because I did uh, this these lyric choices uh, in my Christmas concert a few years ago. Um, and it's so fun. So the uh, if you're looking it up on Spotify, it's going to be Baby It's Cold Outside by Lydia Liza. Lydia Liza mm. and Josiah Lamansky. A good, uh, a nice sort of 
quick little revamp of the lyrics there that are a bit more consensual and a bit more modern. So Baby It's Cold Outside uh, by Lydia Liza and Josiah Lemansky. But again, there's there's great newer versions of that song as well with some updated lyrics that you can find. Great selection. Loved hearing you perform it uh, here in L.A. a few thank years you. ago. And uh, thank you for, for sharing it uh, with everybody out there. And I agree. You know, I think becoming like a girl dad, you know, you're just much more like hyper aware, aware of, of things. So yeah. I do love the classic version of that song. And I know some people have argued that, like, you know, it's it's less about that she doesn't want to be there and she's more just concerned about what people are going to say. Right. Um, and that's sort of a, a reflection of the times is that, like, you know. It's empowering for women to be able to make their own choices and not worry about what people are going to say. Exactly. You know? But when alcohol is involved, obviously, there's that question. Uh, yes. Anyway, uh, not, to get, not to get too political. So moving right along uh, to number six for me, which is going to wrap it up for this episode. I can't believe we already have hummed through another one. So before I before I give my six pick, I do want to say that if, uh, if you're not following us on social media already, please make sure you do so. We are on Instagram. TikTok, Facebook at Christmas Countdown Show. We are also on Twitter at Xmas Pod. If you are loving the show, which which hopefully you are, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That does a lot in terms of boosting us in the the algorithm. The algorithm. We like to say over and over again here uh, on the show. So yeah, we we're so grateful for all of you, and we love connecting with you on social media. If if you're loving the songs we're listening, please let us know. If you want to. Uh, if you want to offer up your lists, uh, please let us know on social media as well. We'd like to post some fun slides over there yeah. for you to screenshot and, and let your friends and family know what you like. Um, but anyway, to wrap up this episode, number six for me is another song. You know, I, I don't know if I considered myself a fan of this artist, and I don't even know if I can still consider myself a fan of this artist, whether or not I like like their collection of work. But this song... You know, in particular, I think it's an Amazon original Christmas song that came out, I want to say, two Christmases ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's by Katy Perry, and it's called Cozy Little Christmas. Yes. And it's so incredibly catchy. Like, obviously, when, when Katy Perry came out with, you know, her big hit back in the day, you know, Kissed a Girl, uh, that 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 song, I really enjoyed it. It was a ton of fun. Um, but I don't, like, go out and seek Katy Perry music, sure. but once this came on um, on Amazon a couple of years ago through Alexa, and when I was you know trying to discover new music, and it would like kick me new music. This song just it feels good. It's a bop. It's a banger. It's another one of those ones that like when I put it on and it goes like ding 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 with like the piano and the jingle bells yeah. at the beginning. Like it has a classic feel, but like a modern feel to it. But the lyrics are sort of classic in the sense that like you know everybody's in a hurry, in a flurry. You know, as soon as they hang up the mistletoe, um, like it just it transports you. But like it also feels current as well. It like really does this great job of straddling the line between like classic Christmas music and retro and current. Or, yeah, trends, retro, yeah, you know, sort of uh, of the day with Katy Perry style that really only yeah. she can do. I have to tell you, Danny, my number five was Cozy Little Christmas by Katy Perry, which means I get to add one of my other songs oh. and change it because now it's been represented. So thank oh, you wow. for that. Lucky you. <laughs> I just threw you a little I just threw you a little gift, a little early second Christmas gift. I love you. that. Yes, it, it, it's such a good song. I, I'm a big fan of Katy Perry because my family still uh, loves watching American Idol and she's a great judge on American Idol. So we're big Katy yeah. Perry fans here in our house and Cozy Little Christmas. Great song, great tune. You're totally right. Gets that retro feel, but also the modern feel. 
I love it. Love, love, love it. I think that we've done a pretty good job on the list yeah. thus far, and we have even we're, more spectacularness to go. So we hope that you will come back. We're playlists, right? Yes. Like, I, I feel like if, we, if people were to put this on, like our 20 songs would just be the life of any party. Maybe, maybe not, you know, like the holiday song by Amos Lee. Like that may not sure. get the party banging. But, like, there's but every party really, needs really a cool down songs. moment. Every party needs That's a true. cool down moment, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I think that, that our list is pretty good. And we will have all these songs on a Spotify playlist that you can uh, check out. Um, and uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We hope that you've liked our picks 10 through 6. Please come back for the next one as we uh, finish our countdown of 5 through 1 of the top modern Christmas songs. Uh, thank you guys again for listening, subscribing. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us reviews. Talk to us on social media. We love connecting with the Christmas Countdown yes. crew. So please do what you can. Uh, tell your friends about us since we're now officially in the season. And we will see you on the next one. But as we say every week on the Christmas Countdown show, Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> see you guys. And girls. <laughs>